Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Lauren Smith is the hostess for Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, which has been on air for over a decade and has completed over 300 shows. Lauren brings with her a unique viewpoint given that she is not only the daughter of one of the veteran female Bigfoot researchers in the South, but she has been conducting field research since she was a preteen some 20 years ago. Nightcallers is a Bigfoot world favorite, and along with interviewing researchers and witnesses, often features interviews with guests from the documentary film and entertainment industry. Lauren also does a vidcast segment called Nightcallers, which features real encounters sent in by viewers. You can find all of this and more at nightcallersproductions.com. Welcome to the Bigfoot Society Clubhouse, where we discuss a new or old topic in cryptozoology every week. Just hang out and have a good time. I do need to let you know that by hanging out with us on stage and talking in the discussion, you are giving consent to uh, being recorded, which will be used in a future Bigfoot Society podcast, uh, YouTube video, could be anything that you could imagine coming down the pipeline. Uh, If you're not comfortable with that, uh, please go ahead and move on down to the audience. Uh, Sit back, relax, have a good time. Again, thanks to all for uh, hanging out, and uh, let's just have a good time. So again, thanks for hanging out with us tonight all. This is uh, Jeremiah with the uh, Bigfoot Society uh, podcast, if you're listening to this uh, through your uh, podcast player, but we're in the Bigfoot Society Clubhouse right now, the club for uh, us, and um, I'll just kind of start out the discussion tonight. So my name is Jeremiah Course. I'm the host of Bigfoot Society, and I've been into cryptozoology uh, for quite a while. Um, I remember watching uh, In Search Of uh, with my father growing up and then kind of getting away from cryptozoology for a while and then getting back to it after I I heard... uh, um, a gentleman in my college talk about, uh, I believe, Ropins, uh, seeing pterodactyls in Papua New Guinea, which was kind of a, a cool thing that awakened my my childhood love of the uh, weird and the unknown. Um, and then, uh, of course, uh, as everyone uh, did during a pandemic, I started really going into starting the podcast uh, about a year ago or so. Uh, more or less, and then uh, just started interviewing people uh, to do with cryptozoology. And uh, I've really been able to talk to uh, a lot of amazing people, um, everyone from I've interviewed uh, Cliff Berrickman to uh, uh, Evan B. Stone from uh, Expedition Unknown, Destination Truth, and uh, just so so many cool people and uh, from all, all walks of life, but they do have something to do with uh, cryptozoology. I just interviewed uh, Dr. Meldrum. That was a really fun time. But um, enough about me. Uh, well, I would say my, my favorite thing to do, uh, experience that I've had with cryptozoology so far, is uh, definitely being able to talk to to Cliff was was probably a really cool, cool thing. That was a highlight so far. Uh, also, talking to Dr. Meldrum about Mothman was pretty cool, too. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, pass the mic um, 
<laughs> Don't worry, Greg, I won't pick you. Um, so uh, I'm going to pass the mic here, but for people listening down the audience, if you want to come up and uh, uh, introduce yourself, uh, share a few things about yourself, kind of get involved with the community here, I'd love that. You can go ahead and raise your hand. And uh, one of the moderators will pick on you. But I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick on my friend Keith first. Why don't you go ahead and share, man? Yeah, great. Thanks. Um, can you hear me all right, Jeremiah? It sounds great, Keith. Okay, awesome. Yes, my name is Keith Rollins. Um, you can find me on Instagram, you know, at Keith Rollins. Uh, the first thing I would like to say would be... Um, my. F- I'd like to kind of go in reverse of what Jeremiah did and say my favorite thing about you know cryptozoology that i've found so far and that's really the community that it has formed um there's a bunch of great people really intelligent people um really awesome people that it's fun to have conversations with and who knows where the the rabbit hole can really really lead um one one of the ways that i got into cryptozoology and everything is i was you know, maybe an early teenager and a movie came out called the Mothman prophecies with Richard Gere and watched that movie. And I was just like, what in the world? You know, one of the things that caught me is like, it's based on true events. Um, so once you go into the rabbit hole, you just sink in further and just start really getting hooked with the unknown. And that was my first kind of foray really most where I live, where I'm from, um, most of the the biggest talk of the town is the Bigfoot. So I kind of fell into the the Bigfoot, um, you know, fan fanatic, huge Bigfoot fan base, and <clears throat> it's fun to interact with a lot of people around here that have had either sightings or have heard things in the woods just because of how it is and um yeah that's uh currently <clears throat> my favorite things about cryptozoology and kind of how i got into it um i will pick uh let's see i'll go ahead and pick kenzie to share next if you're there thank you um hi everyone i'm kenzie i am the host of the crypto chats podcast and i also um just announced today that I'll be hosting the Cryptid Crunch podcast with Sarah Cooper. Um, And so how I got into cryptozoology is definitely a fun story for me. Um, When I was a child, my dad actually was really into paranormal investigation. Um, And he has been since, you know, he was probably in his teens. And when I was about eight years old, I would beg my dad to bring me um, investigating with him. And eventually he kind of just let me, um, despite my mom's wishes to not (laughs) let me go into field investigation as an eight-year-old. My grandmother, my dad's mom, um, was also very into ufology. And when she would do her research on ufology, she started to stumble across uh, the correlation between ufology and Bigfoot sightings. Um, and from there, she kind of made her way into cryptozoology. So when I was a kid, she used to babysit me a lot. And she kind of was very much like, you know, you, you like this, this kind of weird stuff, uh, just like your father. So she would tell me a lot about it. And um, when I was a child, I just was like really exposed to a lot of it. 
Um, and from there, I kind of just threw myself into, uh, I guess, the rabbit hole that is the paranormal, cryptozoology, and ufology. Um, I think the coolest thing for me when it comes to cryptozoology is like, I don't know, I've made a lot of really cool friends. I think everybody in Clubhouse is really awesome and really enjoy our weekly discussions. And I think it's a the community that we've that we've built here is um is really great and i think that's probably my favorite part about it um and i'm gonna go ahead and pass it to my co-host on cryptid crunch sarah hi i think my um headphones are working now anyway um so i will start with the thing that i really really love about cryptozoology is that it gives a really easy icebreaker um, it makes it easy to kind of start talking to like-minded people when you're at these conventions or online and everything because you kind of already know if somebody's into this super bizarre niche topic that there's a good chance you're going to vibe on a whole lot of other levels. And um, that's something that's very hard and it's very rare. It's very hard to come by in life to find this kind of weird little pocket of people. Um, and everyone I have met in this community has been so cool and welcoming and it just really makes you feel good. Um, the, re- the way I got started in it, um, when I was younger, I was totally obsessed with sightings. It was my favorite show. It was like all I wanted to watch and talk about. And they would cover these super weird um, paranormal stories. And then Weekly World News was a thing. And I would you know, obsess over Bat Boy and always want to know what was going on with that. And it's just one of those things that never really went away for me. Um, I know a lot of people outgrow it, but I never did. And so I um, have kind of, as an adult now, started this big movement to get the Snallygaster some more recognition. Um, and I guess I should have introduced at the beginning, I'm the curator of the American Snallygaster Museum and um, the co-host of Cryptid Crunch with Kenzie. Um, I want to go ahead and call on someone I met this week who is another um, cryptozoology fan, if he's comfortable coming up. He's um, super awesome on Instagram and TikTok and everything. And Jeremiah, you know him, Cliff McAllister is in the room. So if you want to invite him to speak and he wants to talk, that would be super awesome. I am so excited, Cliff, that you have joined Clubhouse. And I don't know you, uh, Cliff, but the content... (laughs) You make us really fun. Go ahead, man. Well, greetings. Uh, I'm Cliff McAllister, the czar of the bazaar. Uh, I host my own show uh, on twitch.tv slash Night. I don't know why it's on a comedy channel, but that's where it lives, uh, called Strange Times Indeed with Cliff McAllister. And we take calls from viewers who have witnessed paranormal things. So that, that's, a, that's a, what I do. But when I started getting interested in the paranormal and especially cryptids, I had this childhood obsession with monsters. And I remember in our elementary school library, there was, I would read these books that were basically like old universal movie monsters. Uh, But then at one point in the nonfiction section of the library, I found this book about like Maryland and Virginia, like cryptids, cryptids of like the East Coast. And there was something like so fascinating about it. And I remember specifically uh, this image of the Mothman like peering through someone's window with just like these bright eyes. And the story that described the Mothman was, oh, no, I'm being told I have a poor connection. 
Am I back? I'm still here. Oh, you're good. Just yep. Yeah, you just plow good. on through it. That's all right. Wonderful. So, the, and it had this picture of the Mothman in the book that, like, as a child, like, had me afraid of windows for a good month, and I would just kept this like fascination. Like, any time there was a delayed opening at school, I'd be watching sightings on the Sci-Fi Channel. When uh, the big cartoon for me as a kid was Invader Zim, I've I, I, I identified as a dib as a kid, and, and now I, I feel like I'm more of a Zim. But who can say? So that's me. That's, that's my love of the paranormal and cryptozoology, or at least how I got started. And Quiff lives in the same town as me, and I'm going to drag him to every <laughs> Smelly Guster event for the rest of his life. And I will gladly go. The the synchro I'm gonna say synchronicity, kids. The synchronicity that Cliff and Sarah live in the same town is probably the best thing ever. Um, but I'm I'm excited that you are uh hanging out uh with us on Clubhouse now, Cliff, and uh keep doing your good work, man. Do you mind uh picking a name from the group up here to pass the mic to? Absolutely, and and an absolute pleasure to join you all here. Who, who take this so seriously. Who hasn't gone yet? Is there a way to tell? Uh, you can do Alex or Tate or Mike or Greg. Tate, let's, Tate take it away. Hello. So are we, we're just doing introductions? <laughs> Jeremiah? Uh, yeah, Tate. So you can go ahead and uh, introduce uh, who you are, how you got into cryptozoology, and uh, what are your uh, favorite things about it? So my name is Tate Hieronymus. Um, I am no relation to Bob Hieronymus, which is an infamous name in the Bigfoot community. <laughs> um, but I run the, uh, I host the Bluff Creek Project podcast. Um, I work with the Bluff Creek Project up in Northern California, and that's how I really got into my whole Bigfooting career, if you will. So that's kind of what I've been doing. And my favorite part about it is actually just being out in the wilderness with friends and I don't hear anything that's a bummer but you know what it's always a good time no matter what hearing something's a plus but being with friends and having a good time is probably the best part of doing research and kind of just being out there and having fun quick rundown Um, is anyone else hearing a beeping noise in their ears? Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely hearing that too. <laughs> that's the, it's the men in black trying to infiltrate. No, I have no idea what that's from. <laughs> yeah. I no, everyone on the stage had their mics muted. So I don't know. That's really weird. Dude, that was weird as crud. I, I only heard it when you turned your mic on. Oh, this, that, that weirds me out. I thought it was my pod track doing weird stuff, but everyone else, Heard. All right. Well, let's just keep going, Tate. Who do you? Who would you like to uh, speak next? Oh, uh, let's do Alex. Cool. Thanks, Tate. How's it going, everybody? Um, awesome to have everybody in here. Welcome. Obviously, everyone. Uh, a lot of familiar faces. Anyone who's new, welcome. Awesome. So, my name is Alexander Petikov. I'm a cryptozoology researcher and filmmaker. I have a YouTube channel called Sasquatch Out of the Shadows executive producer on Chasing Legends, which is available on YouTube, as well as a frequent Small Town Monsters contributor slash filmmaker. Uh, this is just a very hard topic because there's just so many awesome things with the subject of cryptozoology. 
I, you know, I, I could pick almost <laughs> any of what people have talked about. What Tate was talking about being out there researching, just meeting some great folks. Uh, the events are amazing. You know, when those were happening, there's some starting to come back now, and I'm, I'm really excited to be going to some events coming in the summer and the fall. But um, you know, the cons, the the cryptozoology conferences, that kind of stuff. There's so much fun. But one of my favorite experiences. I suppose, as as I mentioned, very hard to pick, but I would have to say meeting some of the people that I grew up reading uh, and watching them on TV and I read their books and, you know, it's really been cool to kind of meet some of them and actually become friends with them. I mean, people like uh, Dr. Jeff Meldrum, you know, meeting him multiple times at conferences, having him on my podcasts and shows, as well as uh, Lauren Coleman, who I've befriended and actually become sort of a representative of the cryptozoology museum, you know, and I was reading his books when I was in middle school. And, you know, now we have this kind of funny relationship. He thinks I'm uh, some kind of an international spy, which I think is hilarious and uh, pretty cool that Lauren Coleman thinks you're a spy. So I'll take it. Um, but yeah, just, just stuff like that. Just so many cool people that I've met a lot of the folks in this group as well. I mean, uh, everyone that I know, obviously I don't know everyone in the group, but hopefully Hopefully that can change. There's just some great people in the community. And um, yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite parts of it all. So moving on, let's see. I'm going to pick my my bro, Eli, there. Hello, everyone. I'm Eli Watson. Thanks for tagging me, Alex. Um, I'm Eli. I host a, a podcast called Cryptid Campfire. Um, I kind of started it as a hobby and then uh, just kind of slowly took over my life. Um, so I'm fairly new to kind of cryptozoology. I guess that's kind of my confession is um, I, I, I still get embarrassed when people bring up things that I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, our, our close buddy, Carrick St. Laurent, Alex and I know he was talking to me a lot about Dr. John Bindernagel last night, and I had to admit that I've never read any of Bindernagel's work. And I, I don't know much about the man himself. So uh, for me, I'm just, I'm still trying to soak up as much knowledge as I can. So, yeah, I'll go ahead and pass the torch on to... Oh, oh, hold on, hold on a minute, Whoa. Eli. Hold on. You've done some really cool stuff. What is the, what's the coolest thing you've done so far? I mean, I'm, you've done cool stuff, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, well, I, oh, I should add, yes, I'm also an executive producer on Chasing Legends along with Alex. And so that kind of stems into the, the coolest thing I've ever done, I think, is probably some of the stuff I've done over at Lake Champlain, just being out there, just going out on the water with Nash and Alex <clears throat> and uh, on the on the little boat that we were with the, the diver Gary Lefebvre who discovered a, a shipwreck that had been lost for like 200 plus years underneath the ocean and just him showing us like the sonar imaging of the lake under the water and how it's really just like this really insane underwater mountain range and it goes up and down I mean he took us to this one spot where it's like in the middle of the lake and the water's only knee high. So you could be standing out in the middle of the lake and you take one step and it's 300 feet to the bottom all of a sudden. To me, that's just like really cool. And I was really fortunate to go on that trip and just check that out. 
That's awesome, Eli. Thank you so much for sharing that. And uh, I'm super excited about uh, what you and Alex are uh, going to do in the future uh, with Small Town Monsters. That's some cool stuff, too. Um, before we go to the next person, I just want to do a quick reset of the room. Uh, we're kind of just uh, introducing ourselves, uh, getting the uh, cryptid community on Clubhouse uh, to know each other a little bit uh, better. So uh, if you want to come on up and introduce yourself uh, to the rest of the group, make some contacts within the community, uh, share how you got into cryptozoology, what's what's maybe your your uh cool experience one of your cool experiences that have happened so far feel free uh there's a lot of people down in the audience i would i would love to hear from but uh eli go ahead and uh you can pass the mic to someone next yeah uh i'm gonna pass it off to sarah of the snally gaster museum who i have not talked to yet oh no eli i already went and it was um out of order i'm so sorry but you should definitely dm me on instagram and i will tell you a fun story <laughs> okay right on uh we got mike or greg or lisa i believe oh let's get greg greg is greg is the one who tagged me into the the group tonight so thank you i'm sorry everybody i did tag him <laughs> um my name is uh greg morel moral however you want to say it two r's two l's um i think i got into Cryptozoology. Well, I guess I got an interest in it as a kid with movies like Harry and the Hendersons, and they're always like uh, unsolved mysteries and stuff like that, like little clips of the Patterson Gimlin film, and it's always been in the back of my head. And I really got into it during the pandemic, so I haven't been deep into it for that long and i guess it, it's inspired me to host an instagram page dedicated to all the weird things and i just called it all the weird um i think the coolest or my favorite thing that's happened so far is like yeah like pretty much what everyone's saying totally is uh the community meeting everybody uh, making some really good friends and um yeah it's it's all about the people i think and the stories and listening to each other and um <clears throat> keeping these legends alive you know what i mean um other than that like i i made some buttons uh for my instagram page and i was able to send a bunch to uh Cliff Berkman and Melissa Berkman's museum, the North American Bigfoot Center, and there, uh, I told them they can just give them away to um, visitors who come in. So they thought that was cool. So, yeah, if you want some all the weird pins, you gotta go down to the North American Bigfoot Center in Boring, Oregon. That's it, and I think all I will ask uh lisa to come up lisa you haven't been up yet right no i have not come on up girlfriend hey thanks hi everyone i am lisa of cryptid comforts and uh, i make weird little stuffies that are cryptozoology monster 
themed uh, and some other stuff. So what got me into cryptozoology is actually, uh, I mean, I've always been into weird stuff, but getting deep into cryptids actually came from me teaching at Portland Jewish Academy in Portland, Oregon. And I teach some summer classes where I get to create my own curriculum and it's a really great opportunity. And someone suggested that I teach a class called Unicorns, Unicorns, Unicorns. And I decided that that was too limiting. And I decided to do a Unicorns, Dragons and Bigfoots class. And it started off with doing some research into Bigfoot, which led to so much more and I mean I was familiar with Mothman and things like that but as I started diving deeper into cryptids it became a cryptozoology class and yeah it was called Unicorns, Dragons and Bigfoots oh my and it got so popular that I started a second class called Mermaids, Krakens and Sea Monsters oh my and uh, yeah so that's what got me into cryptids was just kind of doing the research um and my favorite thing about it is like the rest of you the community i mean it's so great having so many amazing people that are into this weird stuff that you're into and the festivals the festivals actually it was the Oregon bigfoot festival also helped me really kind of push because i was making stuffed animals before i started doing the cryptid stuff and uh the same year that I taught the first class was also the first year of the Oregon Bigfoot Festival. So I signed up to do that. And that actually really helped get me into this too. Um, just seeing that, oh, this is a really great community, a cool environment. And it's also more profitable than regular stuffies. So that kind of helped push me towards cryptids. But the festival life, that's what I miss the most. And I'm so excited to get back to it, planning my tour, as some of you may have seen on Instagram. And I'm super excited. All right. So it is time to pass the mic on to Mike. Mike, before you go, I want to interject one thing. Um, if anyone in the audience wants to come up on stage during the recording part for the podcast, Definitely raise your hand now so we can get you up. After Mike, I'll probably stop the recording. Uh, and then uh, anyone who's been waiting till after the recording part, then they can talk. But Mike, go ahead, man. Hi, Mike. Uh, I am the co-host of Where's My Sage? Uh, a Taste of the Universe with my co-host, Christy London. Christy's down in the, uh, the listener section down below. Um, I... Uh, Kind of got pulled into the uh, cryptid world by showing up at a Bigfoot festival in Chautauqua, New York, where I met Steve Culls, and he's the Squatch Detective. Steve pulled me into his group, which led me joining up with Nasro, which is another Northeast Sasquatch group, which in turn led to a trip down to Pennsylvania to meet Eric Altman and his team and get pulled into the Pennsylvania Bigfoot Society down there. And uh, from there, I formulated tactical Bigfoot research, which I coordinate with a few scientists and Christie's on my team. Um, I, got, I come from a background of archaeology and anthropology and law enforcement. So 
being able to use my background has been pretty cool uh, as I do research into the uh, stories of the native tribes in the area that I live in and even as we move and follow the, uh, the Bigfoot Sasquatch legends across the country and the other cryptids around the world. It's just uh, it's been an awesome thing. Uh, the best thing I've found about this whole uh, situation is being able to get out in the woods with other folks, learn about their uh, theories. I've been able to get out in the woods with Alex and the guys from Small Town Monsters. I uh, got out with Matt. He's down below. He does Central uh, Florida Bigfoot. I uh, was out with him in the swamps and getting to look at Swamp Ape. So the camaraderie and the folks we get to meet and uh, between the cryptid side and the paranormal side, because I do ghost investigations with Christy. Um, it's been a really cool, cool ride. Um, and it just, I enjoy just taking a look at the history of an area and getting that education and uh, meeting the cool people that you meet along the way and the great locations that I've been to doing my research. So, uh, Again, being out here and being out in the woods with the folks I've been out with has been absolutely awesome. Mm, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. I mean, dude, I got to have a conversation with you someday, dude. You got a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, feel free to pick. Uh, I believe we have Chris and Experience uh, left. Feel free to uh, pass the mic to either one. Uh, go ahead and pick up Chris. Thanks, Mike. Hey, everybody. It's Chris here. Um, I'm from Alien Zoo Podcast. And uh, let's see. All right. Origin story. How I got into cryptozoology. Well, it all started um, about 1996. I believe I came home from, it was either a typical day of second grade or third grade. And I walked through the door of my house and my father hands me... Um, this article from the Boston Globe, and I actually kept it all these years. I have it in front of me here. It's called A Tale of Creature Discomforts, and he hands it to me. I look at it, and I see this interesting creature on the front. It's half humanoid, half reptilian. It's got big eyes. It's got these scales and spikes, and it was my first learning of the chupacabra. And uh, ever since then, I've just been crazy about the unknown, specifically cryptids. And... Um, I just can't seem to stop looking for them. It's crazy. The best thing about cryptozoology, oh my goodness, where to start? I would say, you know, as long as there's imagination, cryptozoology, cryptozoology will continue to live on. Um, and fortunately, the cryptid community never lacks in imagination. So I'd have to say that's my favorite thing. Uh, coolest thing I've done in the realm of cryptozoology uh, I'd have to say it's, you know, keeping my love for the unknown alive, whether it's in 2006, I went up to Washington looking for Bigfoot and uh, past couple years, I've been down to Maryland looking for the goat man, extensive adventures in the Bridgewater Triangle, all that good stuff. So, oh my goodness, I can't get enough and I don't plan on stopping. Some people might say, you know, Chris, you're 33, you got to do something else. But I say, I, I can't, I really cannot do anything else. Thanks, everybody. Man, thanks, thanks, Chris. 
Um, I didn't know you went to look for the goat man. We'll have to chat about that on the side. That would be fun. Uh, Absolutely. Mr. Experience. Thank you so much for, for coming on stage, hanging out with us, uh, guys and gals. If, if you don't know experience, you got to follow him. He's the head of, or sorry, experience is the head of the extra paranormal society club on clubhouse. And, um, yeah, go ahead experience. And, um, definitely if you could share about that awesome room that you guys are hosting tomorrow night, that would be really cool. Absolutely. Uh, thanks, Jeremiah. Um, yeah, my name is Experience. I'm the, f- the founder of the Extra Paranormal Society uh, Club here on Clubhouse. Started a few months back. Uh, we're over 21,000 collectively um, members and followers. Um, I'm actually going to suppose I'm confirming with Lyle again tonight, but there's supposed to be a tomorrow at 7 p.m. Uh, my first cryptozoology room with Lyle Blackburn, uh, who's uh, very well-versed researcher in the field. Um, so I'm looking forward to having uh, an in-depth conversation with him on, on everything that he's experienced and, and researched up to this point. Um, myself, when it comes to cryptozoology, I think for me, it all started when I was a kid. Uh, it was a book in the library I checked out um, and it had all kinds of different stuff in there, um, pictures of dragons and mermaids and, and course Bigfoot was in there from the a still from the Patterson film and then uh, Loch Ness Monster I was I was uh, obsessed with the Loch Ness Monster for a while because I'm like yeah why, why couldn't that exist right it just looks like a plesiosaur that just survived right like some kind of dinosaur that just was able to thrive really deep in the lock for some reason and uh, somebody mentioned Lake Champlain I know there's uh, a monster or some kind of a huge creature there as well. So uh, I've just always been into um, into all the different uh, uh, possible possibilities of, of creatures that are out there that haven't been, that have been elusive and, and not super been able to been documented, and, including the chupacabra and then uh, more recently Mothman and his his kind of crossover between um, being a cryptid and possibly extraterrestrial. So I'm super into the subject. I'm, I'm learning more as, as I kind of you know, deep dive into this stuff again. So, um, you know, happy to join the club and pop in here when I can, and then definitely, uh, expand the conversation, uh, whenever I can open this cryptid room, uh, cryptozoology room, uh, starting tomorrow, please, you know, you guys are always welcome to hop in and, and definitely listen. So, Thank you. Thank you experience for coming up and hanging out with us. Um, it definitely anyone in the, in the audience, if you have uh, one, if you, if you want to come up and chat during the recording, uh, this is last call for that. Also, if you just happen to stumble in here and you enjoy talking about cryptozoology, uh, definitely tap uh, Bigfoot society at the top of your screen next to the little greenhouse, hit follow. You'll be notified about future rooms uh, that we will be uh, doing. Um. Oh, Nick. Yeah, come on up, man. Hey, thanks for uh, letting me jump in here. Um, yeah, happy to join in tonight, guys. Um, my name is Nick Valenzuela. I run uh, California Creepy Pasta. It is a website that kind of covers all the strange and unusual of California. Cryptids are a heavy focus there. Um, and yeah, my love for cryptozoology really started. Um, basically as as early as it gets i mean uh, i heard a couple of people mention uh sightings that was a huge influence for me as well um really kind of opened my eyes to 
you know, being able to go out there and document this stuff in a media sense, even at a really early age. Um, yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm out here in California, you know, uh, not too far from places like Willow Creek, you know, where, you know, we got the Patterson Gimlin film. Um, I think on my Instagram today, I have a story about the uh, original location of the Fresno Nightcrawler sighting. So I've had a chance to kind of jump out there and, and uh, you know, kind of deep dive into some cool cryptid locations uh, out here in California. Uh, I've even got a chance to hop onto a boat in Lake Champlain and check out some some champ stuff. So uh, there'll be more uh, I can talk about on that soon. Um, but yeah, my my love for cryptozoology uh, definitely just lies in you know being able to kind of interject yourself into this mystery and see if we could find any answers. And uh, the community is great. Um, you know, and I've made a lot of great friends with you guys. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a, a fun ride, and I love every second of it. Hey, Nick, have you have you been to the Patterson Gimlin film site yet? I'm sorry. Have you been to the uh, Patterson Gimlin film site yet? So I have been nearby. I've never actually been to the exact site. That is something I'm planning on doing uh, this summer. Um, but I've made my way up to Willow Creek. You know, I've checked out the the museum kind of done all the like touristy things but uh i've i've talked to a couple different people on instagram about uh you know kind of uh gathering a little team there and uh documenting uh kind of the journey uh into the patterson gimlin site so that that's that's like prime on my list so it's funny you're talking about going in uh the summer um so the Bluff Creek project that I work with, they're the ones that actually rediscovered the film site. Um, so we've been, they've been going up there every year. And then since I joined, we've been going up there every, uh, I've been going up there every year. So um, you can feel free to join us. The official dates, uh, all the guys are going to be up there. We'll take you down on the film site and everything. And then another friend of mine is going to be coming up. That's July 9th or 11th, I believe. Yeah, I'm in, man. I'm 100% in on that. That's uh, that's like my Mount Rushmore right there of uh, you know, cryptozoology location. So I'm I'm definitely 100% in on that. Yeah, uh, our main camp is literally just probably a few hundred feet from where Jerry Crew uh, casted the first Bigfoot tracks ever, and that's where the name Bigfoot was coined. Was all in that area too. Right, right. No, definitely. Yeah, that that would be amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, it's sort of been like the coup de gras story that I've been waiting to kind of drop on California creepypasta just because, you know, so much that goes not just behind Patty and, and the, and, you know, frame 352, but just like the story of Roger and Bob and what they were trying to do and accomplish and, and just sort of the synchronicity of, you know, running into a Bigfoot while they're trying to film a Bigfoot documentary and everything that goes into that. It's, it's uh yeah, like I, I'm 100% in on uh going down there and and telling that story a little more in depth awesome yeah i followed you uh with the podcast instagram so um oh awesome thank you we can get in we can get in touch probably sometime later in the month yeah for sure let just hit me up and i'm in awesome okay i have a free-for-all question inspired by that little conversation if there were cryptids on mount rushmore which would they be (laughs) Ooh, that's that's i mean you gotta you gotta pick the big dogs i'm can we do can we do four for each 
I think uh, it's, it would be four, right? Yeah, four sounds good. I don't know. So, Bigfoot, Sas, or Bigfoot, Yeti, Sasquatch, whatever. Loch Ness monster, huh? Yeah, I was gonna say there's a picture. Mothman. Mothman, maybe Chupacabra. That's that's my. Van Meter no, Visitor, uh, Van Meter Visitor, and the Van Meter yeah, Visitor. Yeah, I don't think and the Van Meter Cabra Visitor. would make it in, but I don't think the Van Meter Visitor would either. Sorry, <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> he's from Iowa. Come on. Hey. hey. I think the crowd. Probably the, the Jersey before. Devil, eh? Oh, that's 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 good. I can go with that over Chupacabra. See, sure. I, I don't know if this would be the Mount Rushmore, but I have five what I call gateway cryptids. It's Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, Mothman, Chupacabra, and Jersey Devil. Oh, yeah, I agree. From there, you go to Ropens and Van Meter Monsters, and, you know, you're just down the cryptid rabbit hole, and you're addicted hopelessly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Do you have a choice, Cliff? I saw you unmute there. Oh, I was I was seconding the big five, the the Bigfoot, Nessie, uh, Mothman, Chupacabra, and the Jersey Devil. Those seem to be the, the big five that always popped out in, in all the literature. Yeah, always. Yeah. I still feel like Krakens would be higher on the list than the Jersey Devil or the Chupacabra. I'm very surprised to hear all this Chupacabra uh, love because I don't think anybody really cared about him. I love Chupacabra. Which which version of the Chupacabra though? Because there's like two versions. Okay, so like I yeah, I grew up yeah, Puerto Rican Chupacabra is great, but like I grew up in Texas, so like we had all the Chupacabra sightings and i just didn't think other people cared about him i'm, I'm really happy okay the puerto rican one is definitely like the the original the 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 american one or whatever the southwest one is just like a lame hairy dog so let's not even yeah go texan there. chupacabra pops up once every two years yeah the chipotle chupacabra pops up all the time <laughs> <laughs> 